Deep inside, most people know something needs to change, both personally and professionally, but they struggle to define exactly what it is and how to change it. That is your ex, your personal desire or challenge that keeps you up at night. Hi everyone, this is Jim Riviello and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this, how do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give the answers. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv and you're listening to Getting Results. I'm super excited for you guys to be here today. I was uh, recently doing a training workshop in Pittsburgh. Hey, shout out to all those amazing folks in Pittsburgh and specifically the team at Quick Med Claims. You guys are just so amazing. Anyway, I was driving home and I started reflecting on all the questions I got during my workshop. And one in particular, like really uh, stuck with me. See, I was delivering my Move the Needle workshop on how to take immediate action on any goal or project that uh, we all have that's extremely important. See, we all know that what it's like to have something important we want to accomplish while trying to balance the thousand other little things screaming for our time and attention. We all know what it's like to feel overwhelmed and frustrated that something really important is just not advancing the way we want or as fast as we want. Well, the details of how to do all that may be topics for future podcasts. I was particularly struck by a question I got at the end of the training. See, as everyone left, a bunch of people came up to me and, and was telling me I'll oh, just say how helpful this was, what they learned, thank you, etc. But one person in particular stopped and asked me if I had a podcast. And my immediate response was, yeah, 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 I want to get to that. I want to create one one of these days. It's on my list. And as I said that, it was like, wow, this is really important to me. And I haven't even moved the needle on that for quite some time. So here we are. I decided not to overthink it and just jump in. Episode number one. Uh, I decided to call this Becoming Someone Different. And I figured the, uh, let me just back up. See, see, many of us are, are searching for something. Something we want to be, something we want to do, something we want to have. Uh, I call that something the X. It's your personal something and it's slightly different for everyone. So let me start by telling you a story of my something, my ex, that I spent years and years searching for and banging my head sometimes, uh, qu- quite uh, not, not so proud of in, in some in some, episodes, some moments. Anyway, years ago, I worked in corporate America for a company called Sun Microsystems. Some of you might remember that, but we had a great run during the dot-com days. I mean, it was just a crazy time to be at a, at a high-tech company. And on the outside, I had everything others would consider a success. I mean, I had a great job, I had a nice home, I had a vacation home that I could call my own, and I had an amazing family. However, for me, something was missing, like a piece of puzzle I just couldn't find. See, I felt like I was on this like endless treadmill. I mean, have you ever felt that way? Like, no matter how hard you run, there's always like just more to do. And like every goal that I achieved, I felt like there was a new goal right behind it. And I found myself feeling like really exhausted. I mean, I was everything was exhausting. I mean, the work, the politics, and the constant do more with less mentality. And ever since I was little, I had this dream of uh, one day of owning my own company. And I just, I reached a point 
where I decide that, you know, screw this. I'm just going to pursue that dream and I'm going to launch a management consulting company. Unfortunately for me, my, my timing wasn't really the best. I mean, 9-11 happened a few months after I resigned. And uh, I remember many of my friends uh, thought I was crazy for leaving a great job in corporate America in the middle of an economic crisis. But, you know, hey, chalk that up to a learning experience. And regardless of all that, we were able to navigate those waters. And the first three years, I got to tell you, were just, you know, crazy cool, just an amazing time, being out on my own, having fun, working with people I loved. Um, we grew quickly. And the next thing I knew, we had about, yeah, I look around, I was like, wow, we got like 20 full-time employees. And then we did what most entrepreneurs do. We got overzealous. We decided, hey, let's start another company. And this time we decided to start a software company to complement our consulting business, thinking that was a great idea. Hey, how cool would it be to have an annuity model to complement our consulting business? But I got to tell you, that didn't do so well, right? And I learned some really painful lessons. I mean, running a software company um, is hard. And every profit we gained, we ended up reinvesting back into business to create new features. And it seemed to never get out of that like constant, like, uh, make some money. And then the client would want some new features and we had to put it back in and it just was like, you know, kind of, you know, banging my head on that. And I quickly found myself on yet another treadmill. While it looked different, it was still a treadmill. The stress took its toll, both on the uh, consulting company business we had and my partner and I began to disagree on just about everything. Like, you know, direction of the company, what we should do, people, etc. And roll forward a couple years. And uh, the stock market crashed. And, and along with it, much of our, our business and our clients. Um, and once again, I did what most entrepreneurs do. I told myself I needed to work harder, I needed to do more, and I needed to run faster. It wasn't until later uh, on my journey that I realized like what a false belief that was. I mean, yeah, we started to, to kind of get ourselves out of the financial jam we were in, but the same question kept resurfacing in my mind. I mean, I couldn't get away from it. Like every day I caught myself saying, there must be a better way, right? This like, question freaking haunted me, right? <laughs> later it actually became the title of my first book, but more on that later. Um, I remember one night in particular, I was lying awake one night, it was in the middle of the night, my wife was asleep next to me and I was like wide awake. And all I could do was stare at the fan above my head. It was going round and round and round. And the talk track in my head was also doing the same thing. It was like a broken record. I kept saying things like, why does everything feel so freaking hard? What am I doing wrong? Why am I always exhausted? I mean, like, on, I knew I was a pretty smart guy. At least I thought I was a smart guy. But that even added more pressure to myself. Because I would find myself saying things like, well, if I was so freaking smart, why can't I figure this out? Once again, I heard the question, there's got to be a better way, right? And I told myself I needed a fresh start, right? I mean, that's typically what we all do. Like, okay, you know what? I've got to get out of this. Grass is greener. I need a fresh start. So eventually I got tired of that treadmill, and I sold my shares of both companies to my partners, and I went to work for, go to work for one of my clients. Um, they asked me to come on board as their COO. And it was really exciting, um, and they wanted to grow. I mean, their whole intention was they wanted to grow, they want, and they wanted to diversify their business. They wanted me to take everything I was teaching them as a as a uh, as, as being one of their clients and put into practice every single day, and immediately this felt exciting to me. Like, oh wow, this is cool. So I did what I do best. I hopped on a new treadmill <laughs> and I started running. 
right? Uh, three years later, we ended up growing their business from three million to thirty million. I mean, pretty freaking cool, right? I mean, like amazing success. Uh, almost doubled, more than doubled the company in three years. And but I found myself with that same feeling inside, like it was reemerging, like all the success we were having on the outside, and didn't bring happiness to me on the inside. And once again, I found myself asking questions like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not so happy? Will I ever be happy? All right. Lucky for me, I started working with an amazing business coach. Uh, her name is Karen Monroy, and you guys should just look her up. I mean, she's just really just a, a cool person. And I remember talking to her one day, and I was telling her that I wanted to leave again. And she's like, Jim, hold on a second. Time out. There's a pattern here emerging. And then she reminded me. And I'll never forget this. It was just like really vivid. It's stamped in my mind. She goes, Jim, you have everything you need right here, right now to be successful and happy. And I got to tell you, I mean, this is not one of my proudest moments. But when I heard those words, I snapped back at her. And I told, I remember just saying, like, if success feels like this, you can freaking keep it. And be honest with you, like, I'm polishing that up a little bit. I had a few, like, uh, colorful words in there. Let's just say that. But I remember hearing those words come out of my mouth, and she did what all good business coaches do. She remained silent. And as I heard those words cross my lips, I was like, oh my God, like, who have I become? This is not me. This is not the man I want to be. This is like, holy shit, right? A couple days later, I was at the dinner table with my family. The kids were little, and uh, my mind was like racing all over the place. I was just, you know, we were talking at the dinner table, but I was half listening. All I kept thinking about was all the things I needed to do. And I remember after dinner, my wife pulled me aside. And she told me, she goes, you know, you're here physically, but mentally you're miles away. And if you're not going to be here, don't. And it was like, bam. It was like she smacked me in the face. I mean, the one person I love more than anything in this entire world woke my ass up that day and fast. It was like I was not being the father I wanted to be. I was not being the husband I wanted to be. I was not being the person I wanted to be. And I was sitting there like just stunned. And I remember going, I need to change. Like, I want to change. Not like I need to change. Like, I want to change. And regardless of any monetary success I was having, I realized that I was blaming everyone and everything for my lack of happiness. And I mean, like, we roll back the clock. Like, uh, Karen was right. Like, when I was in corporate America, I blamed my boss. When I ran two startups, I blamed my business partners. I was blaming everyone and everything, the stock market, the, you know, the daily grind, whatever I could get my hands on, right? There was, but there was one constant in every freaking scenario, and it was the man in the mirror. It was me. And let me tell you, Man, that was a hard pill to swallow. It was a hard epiphany for me. And my wife's message that day was actually, looking back, was probably my life's greatest blessing. I mean, it was her words that started me on a completely new journey. I remember making a commitment that day to reinvent myself. I remember telling myself I would do anything I needed to do to reinvent myself. Like... And I, and the detail, you know, I'm not going to go into all the details of that right here, but you know, I documented the details of that in my first book. There must be a better way. And if you're interested in that, by all means, you can go to Amazon and, and get it. Uh, but roll forward. 
what did I do? So I started to, to, to journal. I started to make a plan. And I, when I talk about journaling and getting quiet time every single day, I'm not talking about once in a while. I'm talking about every single day. And I searched for mentors and I asked for advice. Um, I even, I hired a coach and I, I, I even started coaching other people who were searching for the same thing because let me tell you, most people think leadership is lonely and if you ever feel alone, you're not leading. See, leadership should never be lonely. The best advice I ever got was to ask for help. I mean, it's, it's a spiritual truth. Help is always available. You simply have to seek it. So I became a big time seeker and I was beginning to reinvent myself and some things like started to feel really good. Like I was becoming more energized. Um, I was becoming more excited about the future. And, uh, but keep in mind, like I was still COO at the time of, of this mid-market systems integrator and I couldn't help but feeling this trapped feeling. No matter how much I was starting to feel different and get some different things, there were still some old things still percolating around. And no matter how hard I was starting to work on myself, I found those I worked with were becoming, or at least it felt like they were becoming more crazy. Like it was like my awareness muscle was building. The more I was becoming aware, the more I was like, I didn't like what I was seeing, right? And I felt like others had no respect for my calendar. I felt like others just like, just disregard, would show up late for meetings. They overbook things on top of things that were important to me. And it started to drive me crazy. Every week, without question, I was, I knew I was working hard. I mean, I was working hard at work and I, but most importantly, I was working hard at like reinventing myself. And by the time Friday would come around, I was like, I knew I did a lot. Like I was like, wow, like I accomplished a lot this week and I, and I felt tired. So I never challenged my work ethic, but I was always asking the question like, what the hell did I accomplish? Like, and this went on for weeks and for months and it was during one of my pity parties. When I asked, when I found myself like asking that same question over again, like, okay, here we go again. What am I doing wrong? Right? Like there's gotta be a better way. And then bam, it hit me. I need a system, right? I own this, right? This is my freaking life. I only get one of these things, man, right? And why am I letting others drive me crazy? I don't want to be crazy. Like I really want to have, you know, the finer things. I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to have the finer things in life, but more importantly, I want to be happy, man. I just, I'm tired of being exhausted. I'm tired of being like, just feeling like there's like, I'm, I'm climbing up a hill and I want to be the husband that my wife would remarry again. Like, that's how I could judge success. Like I have this success sign in my office. My, my, my measuring of success is, is by peace and happiness. It's like showing up and being the person I want to be on a daily basis. And I measure that by being the kind of husband my wife would marry, remarry again. And being the kind of father my kids are like really proud and excited to introduce their friends to. The leader others want to follow. And the kind of man I would want as a friend. So I, I immediately stopped managing my day. And I basically I threw all that crap out that I was like just, you know, I'll become more productive every single day. And I started to do something different. I started to zoom out a little bit. And I started to just like say, okay, let me just manage my week, right? And see, I was I was tired at the end of the day. And and I knew like I crossed things off. But I, I hated that feeling like looking at this big to-do list. And at the end of the day, I would cross 10 things off. But there were still 20 more things on this to-do list. 
and that like just bothered the hell out of me so i began to like to group things and i began to say you know what i'm going to manage my week because it have managing your week starts to give you like more flexibility to change as things change and i would sit down every sunday night and i started to kind of create a weekly flight plan at least that's what i called it like i was like okay what's my plan for the week and i forced myself to identify three big rocks each week so i have this power of three principle like i just believe like i can't you know i'm not the smartest uh guy in the world so i was like so i said to myself like i can't think of more than three so if i could just do three things that are really really super important each week like how cool would that be so no matter what happened during the week i knew if i got at least those three big rocks accomplished it would be a great week and i immediately began to take control of my calendar and put in practice some, you know, establish some new boundaries. I was like no longer going to allow others to hijack my time. I was, I, I told myself there's no way I was going to let their bad behavior interfere with the things that were most important to me. I mean, was it easy? Hell no, right? But I was like, I was hell bet on doing it. Why? Because I was tired of banging my head. I, I wanted something different. I wanted to become someone different. And here's the really crazy part. The more I worked on me, the more everything in my life started to become better. It was like, wow, this is like different. Like it was kind of like boarding a plane. Like, you know, when you ever board a plane and you get buckled in your seat and the pilot says, okay, in a case of emergency, like put the mask on yourself first before helping small children or something like that. Right. And I wanted to be happy. Like I wanted to lead others. I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to make an impact. And I couldn't do any of that until I first learned to lead myself. And it was like, bam, this is freaking crazy cool. Like, my wife gave me probably the best compliment I've ever received. She, we were talking one day and she said, you know, what you once did defined who you were. Now who you are defines what you do. And man, I was like, just think about that. Like, that was like coming from the lady who years earlier woke my ass up. And I got to tell you, man, I love this woman more than anything in this entire world. And I would not be the man I am today without her, by her, by her, without her. <laughs> I'm getting choked up about just thinking about it. Like, I literally would not be who I am today. I've achieved anything I've gotten today without her by my side. And I mean that in the most sincere way. Um, but, and having this entrepreneurial blood like just in my system, I I later left the company as a COO and I started out on my own again. But this time it was different. This time everything felt different. I wasn't running from something. I now wanted to give back and share with the world what I learned. I wanted to kind of share all the trials and tribulations and, and where I banged my head, the potholes I, I, I found myself stumbling in to, in the hope that someone... Maybe I make an impact on somebody who I can help avoid a pothole. Um, and I was meeting with one of my clients one day. I'll never forget this. Like, I was in I was in her office, and the more we talked, the more she was opening up to me, and she started to share with me some similar stories. That was like, wow, like she's lived my life. Like, like she was too was having some of the similar challenges that I had. And as we talked, she asked me like, I, I see you writing books. I I see you happy. Like. What is it that you do? Like, how do you manage your time? How did you manage your week? And I remember stopping her. I said, first, wait, time out. Time itself cannot be managed. 
I said, one of the things I learned over the years is you can't manage time. See, we all get the same 160 hours a week to work with. It doesn't favor the rich or the poor, the young or the old. What we do have control over is managing our focus. And I went to the whiteboard and I started to show her how I approach my week and the simple rituals I've learned to adopt and what an impact some of those habits have had in my life. And as I was going through this, it seemed like just like common sense to me. And she stopped me. She goes, oh, my God, like, you need to teach this to other people. And I was like, what? Really? Like, why? And she was like, because you're breaking some things down in such a simple way. And it makes sense. And by the way, just note to self, like, as a leader, the more we break things down into simple consumable components, the easier it is for thing for people to adopt them. So um, half believing like her at the time, I, I, I decided to uh, you know take a chance and say, okay, I'm gonna take her advice and I'm gonna I went back and I started to package everything I, I do and I, I launched a program and I called it for lack of a better word, the Power Week system. And I spent about the last five years delivering this both online and in team workshops and I was like amazed at how many people just really rallied behind it and it was really endearing for me to just feel like people were like making a difference in their lives and um, I made a decision earlier this year to take it down I no longer made it available online and I spent this past year uh, really looking back and saying you know what would I do differently in this how would I explain this differently how can I make this clear how can I add more insight and tidbits to it and I've spent the last year working on expanding and I've added a whole bunch of new stuff and incorporating a bunch of things I've learned in the in the workshops I delivered and the people that have adopted it and the feedback we've the feeding frenzy we've all kind of created around it um, and I'm in the process of rebranding and I'm actually going to rebrand this as the power week power life system because when implemented it has such a major impact on our personal lives and I gotta tell you I've never been so excited about anything I've ever done uh, uh, that you know that ever and I'm just like so excited to bring this out and I'm getting really close to launching it so so stay tuned I'm gonna announce more details on that shortly um, and I'm just super excited about it and I just um, I can't wait to bring that to you so anyway um, going back I just want to like pull this together because see the lesson here is that years ago I used to think that having um, that everything was about like having something first and then becoming someone based upon having that first. And I used to say things like, once I have more time, right, I'll be able to do more things with my kids and I'll have the relationship I want. I got to tell you, man, like, that didn't feel good. And I don't know how many times you guys have all said that, but I used to say it all the time, like, yeah, I'll be able to do that once I have more time. And at work, I'd find myself in a similar talk track. I would say things like, hey, once we have more clients or once we have another deal, we'll be able to hire more people or invest in more things. And then everybody will be magically happy. And what I learned over the years is that I had it all backwards, man. And I was like thinking that have came before be. And I got to tell you, be comes before have. We have to be different, do different if we want to have something different. And now it's like, you know, if you think about it differently, it's like once I became a role model for my kids, guess what? They wanted to hang out more with me and do more things with me. And then we all had the memories we, we all wanted. And at work, once I became a better leader and focused in on really leading people at work, my team rallied around me no matter what challenge 
we had, and we eventually had the success we all desired. See, be comes before have. If you want to have something different, you have to become someone different. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, this was, uh, you know, emotional for me to share this guy's t- 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 story with you. And going forward, I-, I really promise to share some amazing content. I got lots of ideas. I'm super excited about where this can go. I'm going to be interviewing some cool people. So if you really enjoyed this, do me a favor. Please subscribe. Tell your friends about it. And I'll see you in the next episode.